0: Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening?
1: To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The words of Simon Peter in John 6 and verse 68. And, dear friends, when mankind has questions, he has the answers through his word of all authority, the Scriptures. If you have questions about the Bible, isn't it wonderful that you can go to the Bible? You want to know more about God? You go to the Bible. Christ? You go to the Bible. God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, and how thankful we are for God's Word. Today we want to bring forth a question or two in our Q&A broadcast from here at the International Gospel Hour. But first, greetings to all of you and thank you for being with us. This is one of many tools that we use within our broadcast to help us in a study of God's Word, and this is our Q&A segment today. And we appreciate our Jay Webb and his kind introductions. And we're going to pause and go back to Jay. He's going to tell you a little bit about our website at InternationalGospelHour.com. Our website is
0: InternationalGospelHour.com. That's InternationalGospelHour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history. Download our app. Request our free newsletter and free Bible study. Also check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends, all for you through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Let's continue today's study.
1: Now let's consider our first question, What does it mean that forgiveness cannot be obtained if one blasphemes the Holy Spirit? Let's answer this, first of all, with the Scriptures. Let's read the Scripture about this question. In Matthew 12, beginning with verse 22, Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the Son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against himself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men." Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. We also go to Mark three twenty-eight and 29, when Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation." Okay friends, we have read the scriptures. Now let's look at the definition. The specific mention of blasphemy is found in these texts of Matthew 12 and Mark 3. This is important to keep in mind. Although the sin of blasphemy is mentioned elsewhere, the sin of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit Is mentioned in these texts and in Luke 11 in verses 44, or rather Luke 11 verse 14 and following. Now, let's bring forth the definition of blasphemy. The definition of blasphemy would be within two words or two phrases. To speak and to hurt. The word is transliterated from blaptofemi, And it means to speak, to hurt. This sin is committed with the tongue as there is no difference between speaking against and blasphemy, which means to speak against. Matthew 12, verse 32. Now, let's look at the situation. Note the claim of the Pharisees and the contrast in verses 22 through 24. They said Jesus did it by the devil. Now, dear friends, their claim was unreasonable for three reasons. Number one, it is a divisive claim. In the same text of Matthew twelve, twenty five and twenty six, Satan would destroy his own kingdom. Next it denigrates their own. For example, in Matthew twelve, twenty seven through twenty eight, how do you do it? If this is done by Satan, then how did they do it? How were they able to do this good deed and divide their kingdom? And that brings us to the third one in Matthew 12, verse 29. It's simply illogical. Jesus, in essence, replied, I would have to bind Satan. Now, if I did this by Satan then I would have had to bind Satan. Now, would you like to accept me as one more powerful? Well, friends, you know they're going to back off on that. The Pharisees hated Jesus so much, they would say anything against him. They even said Jesus had an unclean spirit in Mark 3 and verse 30. Now, what kind of heart would see a miracle, something good, and honestly say that Satan did that? It is a sin that is committed directly against the Holy Spirit. And the Pharisees had to admit that Jesus did the miracle, and they did not blaspheme Christ, as we note in Matthew 12, verse 24. To commit this sin, dear friends, one would have to see a miracle. When we research this a little bit more in Vines' New Testament Dictionary, he said, as to Christ's teaching concerning blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, here in Matthew twelve thirty-two, that anyone with the evidence of the Lord's power before his eyes should declare it to be satanic, exhibited a condition of heart beyond divine illumination, and therefore hopeless. In his writing, the Holy Spirit, the late Leo Bowles, on page 158, said, the sin of blasphemy began in the heart, It grew in purpose. It was completed in a deliberate, overt act. It was the final rejection of the Holy Spirit. Dear friends, to commit the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, one would have to see a miracle, a miracle as Jesus did in casting out a demon, and then they turned around and declared it was of Satan. And such a declaration is unforgiven. Dear friends, let's keep the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Not the sin of blasphemy, but the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit right here in this lesson text. And understand it could only be done if one saw a clear miracle as in the days of Christ. Now, dear friends, I want to pause here as this is our Q&A segment. We love to offer a free study from IGH about answering questions to Christianity Here's RJ Webb to tell you how you can get your free copy of this study.
0: Answering Questions to Christianity is another free study we offer from IGH. Are there questions you have about Christianity? Would you not love to have a biblical answer to those questions? Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Questions Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Question Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Question Study, in the message box. We trust this study will help with answers to questions you may have. Let's go back to Jeff.
1: And we have time for a second question in our Q&A segment. And here it is from 1 John 5:16. What is the sin leading unto death? Now, dear friends, in the King James Version, this verse goes as follows. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. Now, when you look at later translations that replace the word unto with toward, and both are accurate, but it sounds a little clearer. Let's try it again with from the New King James Version of 1 John 5.16. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not toward death, he shall ask, And he shall give him life for them that sin not toward death. There is a sin toward death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is a sin not unto death. Now, dear friends, sometimes it is the phrase or the part of the verse that says, There is a sin toward death. I do not say shall he shall pray for it. It is how it is termed. And you notice how I use that. There is a sin toward death, I do not say that he shall pray for it. A simple parallel to this, and if you note, this is a man that sees his brother, the Christian relationship. A simple parallel to this would be Galatians 6, 1 and 2. That, you know, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye that are spiritual, restore such a one, in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. We understand that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, James 5.16, and later in James 5.20, to pray for our sins. It's like what Peter did for Simon in Acts 8 and verse 22. When Simon obeyed the gospel of Christ, Simon eventually desired the power of the Holy Spirit and offered money. Peter rebuked him and told him his heart was not right with God. Briefly stated, the sin unto death is that which results in the total apostasy of the sinner leading to a state which is hopeless, not because of any limitation on God's part, but because of the will of the sinner not to accept pardon, and we appreciate the words of the late Brother Burton Kaufman for those thoughts. So, dear friends, the sin unto death is one that is totally away from God. We hope these questions have helped you in your study about forgiveness and the things that we have discussed today. And we will continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I am Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.